I feel kind of ill at ease. Like, I don't know the word for it, but I'm conscious, but it's myself that I'm conscious of. I'm not getting any of that. I feel what can only be described as admired, but not ogled. And there's no undertone of violence. Mine very much has an undertone of violence. Hello and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast. This is episode 94, recorded February 19th, 2024. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And it's that time again, friends. It's our pre-Oscars episode. Woo! Woo. Ten movies! Ten movies. We're, we're talking about the Best Picture nominees. We've got a, a couple of weeks here, but we've uh, we've got other stuff going on, so we're we're getting this out of the way now. Yep. Yeah, and an odd thing happened this year. This was the first time since Brokeback didn't win that I read the tea leaves well enough that I didn't have to go see something. <laughs> um, when the nominees happened. So I'm I'm very proud of myself. It was 19 years. So, yeah. Yeah, Woo. yeah. Uh, me, it was a different story. I was <laughs> mostly too busy to even try to read the tea leaves. I had seven movies still to watch when the nominees were announced, which I've yep. now done. So here mm-hmm. we are. All right. And I guess, uh, and uh, we were debating about how to, in what manner to do this. Like we thought about going from most to least depressing. Um, but ultimately we decided to just stick with alphabetical. So. Yep. 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 I, I, uh, I have to agree. It, it seems the most impartial. <laughs> yes. All right. So yeah, let's get started. Wait a minute. Why, why are these books here? I'm not sure. I would imagine that this author Ellison is black. That's me. Ellison. Yeah. He is me, and he and I are black. Oh, bingo. No no bingo, Ned. These books have nothing to do with African-American studies. They're just literature. The the blackest thing about this one is the ink. I don't decide what sections the books go in, and no one here does. That's how chain stores work. Uh, We start with American fiction. Right, this is uh, directed by Cord Jefferson, stars Jeffrey Wright. And Jeffrey Wright is a kind of an academic literary kind of writer who is, he teaches at a, you know, at at some school in Los Angeles or in the LA area Mm -hmm. and has, you know, kind of has a bad day at school one time and they're (laughs) making him take a leave of absence. And he's been trying to get a book published. This is one of three movies that came out last year about balding academic types trying to write a book. Um, (laughs) And, um, Another one is mentioned in 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 our mm-hmm. nominees here, yeah. um, but um, while he's there, he gets kind of annoyed with the state of Black American fiction and decides to write a. Uh, I'm trying to find the nicest way to describe this kind of narrative that he that he tries to. He basically tries to make a you know what will sell, which is a lot of a lot of like violence and drugs and yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, in a very very uh, you know deliberate stereotypical lowest common denominator kind of thing yes exactly very exploitative um he writes it as a joke and you know he has his his publicist like you know or his literary agent like put it out and then people like it and he has (laughs) to kind of deal with that and this is juxtaposed with the story of his family and how they are dealing with um, the death of his sister and also his mother's descent into dementia. So like this, uh, it is based off a book by Percival Everett um, called Erasure. And so I think that's, it's very important to like 
call that out because like his the story of his family is the kind of story that often gets erased um, mm-hmm. from only giving representation to a certain kind of story. And that's, you know, that's what I really got out of it. I really enjoyed this. Um, I do have a Percival Everett tote bag. Um, <laughs> like I met him. He came to like he, he came to a college I was working at, at the time. So like, he, you know, I really like the guy. So I will put that out there. I am exactly the kind of white person that's being made fun of in this movie. And, you know, like I own and we'll deal with that. <laughs> um, okay. Like, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Like this, uh, I, I, this one I saw twice and it was actually funnier the second time I saw it and really enjoyed this. I am very happy it got nominated. I think Jeffrey Wright's really good in it. Um, I think he, he is, I, I kind of get the feeling it's going to go to, um, to Mr. Murphy um, for best actor this year, but he would like, if I mm. voted, like it would be between the two of them. Cause I really like his performance in this. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been really good in everything I've, I've seen him in. He's mm-hmm. he's always entertaining and engaging to watch. Uh, yep, this is no exception. I also really enjoyed this movie. It's it's you know very incisive with its its kind of satire and, and comedy and mm-hmm. but you know also it's it's very human drama. Yeah, and and like you said, there's there's that sort of you know metatextual layer to it. You know where it's yep. I, I have not read the book, so I, I can't speak to that as I, as much, but it's I it's tried like, reading you know. the book and 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 here's the thing, guys. I was just having a hard time reading stuff. Um, because it just happens sometimes. So I, I tried yeah, to read the book sure. and then just my brain was not in a good place. And so then I had to go return it. So I'm gonna try again. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, I did uh, I did enjoy this immensely though. Yeah, I, I did too. The the characters are all you know very complex and and layered and there's there's a lot going on all felt very well realized yeah yeah it's like it's just really good um sterling k brown is really good in it and i was worried he wasn't going to get nominated because it was a really stacked year for that and so i'm pretty i'm pretty pretty happy about that what would you pair american fiction with Ooh. so the best thing i could come up with and i don't like this 100 percent, but i'm curious how it would how it would pair with stranger than fiction and that that may just be because yeah. I re- recently we watched it yeah that that would be interesting for sure mm-hmm. because there's there's some of the same kinds of things going on um although that one's you know more deliberately a bit of a comedy this, mm-hmm. this has, you know comedy in it but is mm-hmm. more of a, a drama at its base yeah totally so yeah yeah yep Good movie. I don't know if it's going to go the distance, but I'm glad it's nominated and big fan. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. we'll talk a little more about you know favorites versus you know voting. Oh yeah, toward, toward, toward the end. So that's always a thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so moving on. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry, but I don't know you 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 come here, okay, with your maybe your opinion, and you tell me who. Samuel was and what we were going through. But what you say is just, uh, it is just a little part of the whole situation. Uh, mm. Anatomy of a Fall. So this is a courtroom drama, ultimately. Um, it is, I think it's uh, it's like a UK French production. I think it is, I think it, I think English just edges out it just a little bit. I think it's mostly in English, but that may only be like 60%. Um, yeah, this is... yeah. It's it's set primarily in uh, Switzerland. There's mm-hmm. there's French. There's some German, but yeah, there's there's a lot of English as well. It's yep. it's 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 interesting, uh, kind of how those those all interplay with each other. Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of Drive My Car, um, in that yeah, in that way. Yeah, yeah. actually. Yeah. 
um, not the movie I would pair with this, um, is about a, a, a man falls to his death um, at his home and his wife, played by Sandra Hula, who is also in another movie that's mm-hmm. nominated this year, um, is kind of the chief suspect in a sense, because the people are trying to determine if his death was actually accidental or if he was pushed or if something else happened, if foul play was involved at all. And yeah. this, he had, she had a pretty contentious relationship with her husband at the time of his death. And so that gets examined at length and uh, also um, the relationship of her and her son and how he may or may not have to testify um, is a big plot point as well. Um, it is, when I watched this, I didn't really quite, ca- I didn't like, I knew what was uh, what it was about, but I didn't realize it was going to be as, you know, as much of a courtroom drama as it was. Mm. Um, but I ended up enjoying that a lot more than I thought I would. Um, I don't know anything about how the legal systems in Europe <laughs> work. So like, I don't know how true it is. Um, I, to be honest, I barely know how it works here in America. Um, so, but yeah, like I found this really interesting, really captivating uh, Sandra Huller is really good at it. Um, she could very well win Best Actress. But yeah, but I think uh, I think it's probably going to go with someone else um, later in our discussion. But. Uh, it could could very well. We'll we'll kind of have to see. On, yeah, on we'll that have one, to see. I guess. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I I very much enjoyed it. I I found it engaging as well. Um, you know, the the courtroom drama was you know very well presented. Uh, it does a, a good job of of getting the audience invested in the the story of uh, of of this woman who's who's the suspect and yet is is not really clear for you know pretty much the entire runtime did she do this did she not I and mean, we we don't really know we don't we don't see it deliberately doesn't show us that so mm-hmm. there's there's an, there is that element of mystery and you know trying to uncover you know truth and and fact and you know what what happened and who's responsible and Mm-hmm. What does any of it mean? And how much that affects the people involved in their relationships with each other. So like yeah, there's, a, yeah. there's a lot about like the mother and son and how this whole thing is affecting them as mother and son. And that's that's really fascinating and very and, and probably one of the more thought provoking parts of the movie. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, uh, for pairings on this one, um, when I, I going the courtroom drama mm-hmm. route, um, I thought of, you know, and this one's kind of like an obvious title one, and that is uh, Anatomy of a Murder from Otto Preminger with, with Jimmy Stewart, mm. but also Billy Wilder's Witness for the Prosecution. Yeah, um, I think they yeah. would work pretty well. Um, probably Witness for the Prosecution a little bit more. Um, and then, but I also thought of a Paul Verhoeven film called L with um, uh, Isabel Hubert um, that could also work really well. That movie is also not very nice. Um, so. Mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. That was I was I had a few things for this one, surprisingly. Uh, yeah, I I also thought of Witness for the Prosecution, mm-hmm. although I I actually haven't seen the uh, the film version of it. Read the short mm-hmm. story a long time oh, okay. ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, was 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 assigned in class at some point. Oh, neat. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's like okay, so I I knew that existed, and that was immediately where my my mind went because mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of the same kind of uncertainty in the audience that it that it generates yeah like you know life is messy death is messy the legal system is messy yeah Um, this movie actually surprisingly looks at that mess in a very tight manner and i really appreciated that yeah yeah Yeah. all right and that brings us to what can i do you for i just had to come see you about my feet they're um Flat. Yeah. Never seen that before. Really? Whoa. Huh. Okay, well, can you, you know, fix them? 
Your stereotypical Barbie, right? Mm-hmm. That Ken of yours. He is one nice looking little protein pot. I guess. Probably what, like, uh, I think this was the biggest movie of the year, yeah? uh yeah yeah like it, at least money wise um well yeah for 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 box office in in the u.s certainly uh maybe yep. maybe globally i i don't know yeah and we talked about it when it was you know, yep. a little more fresh already so we we won't go into a whole lot of depth but barbie barbie yeah i'll probably i'll probably try to link those episodes in so people can look at that in depth so he so yep. tim and i don't need to go too in depth here um uh it's, it's about barbie um and her kind of going through an existential crisis um and mm -hmm. uh and her like you know going into the real world meeting um meeting who has been playing with her and also i mean that's one of the plots but there's also quite a lot of talks about like patriarchy um it's one of those things where i'm kind of like for a movie that's supposed to be like so feminist we sure do talk about guys a lot um yeah <laughs> that was, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which which we kind of yeah. said at the time and, so. and then and then like i don't know the like, and I think this is all the more obvious in the fact that Ryan Gosling was the one who got nominated in this. Yeah. yeah like, I think that kind of says something. Um, yeah. So. Which is, I mean, it's, it's a little screwy on the face of it, but you know, the, the more I think about the movie, it's okay. Yeah, the, all these women who, who made this movie and, and did all of this in it. It's like, yeah. They, they deserve recognition for this and, yep. and, and what they've contributed. But the more I think about it, they did Trying to give Ryan Gosling the most to do, yeah, um, which, yeah is which is weird. Yeah, I mean, like, and also let's be honest, the Academy isn't exactly great at taking these kinds of things. Um, <laughs> no, um, so like, yeah, it's it's just interesting. Anyway, um, so like, it's not subtle, but I don't really care about that. Um, it, uh, do I wish like a modern meta take on feminism and toxic masculinity was not lensed through a product. Yes. Um, but I do think it was like a worthy movie. I think it's very good. It's very fun. Yeah. A lot of people complain about how like it doesn't, doesn't get as deep as it can, but I don't think that's the purpose of this. It's, um, it's not. Um, it, and yeah. it, it, it does, you know, deliberately unearth some things that are maybe not obvious to certain segments of the population, Absolutely. Uh, which, which, yep. which is, is, is great. You know, uh, there's there's a lot going on here and, and a lot to appreciate. It's good. I liked it. Mm -hmm. It's not without its faults, but you know, yep. what what movie doesn't have faults? Yeah, all of these movies this year definitely have at least up one at, at least one flaw that gets to me. So at yeah. least one. Um yeah. so yeah. So that's that's so that's definitely a thing there. But um no, I, I enjoyed this. I had a fun I have rewatched this. Um I liked it more the first time and on rewatching. I still liked it, but it kind of lost its luster a little bit. Um yeah. but it's pretty good. I think the Billie Eilish song is a better song than I'm just Ken, so I'm hoping that wins best song, but we'll see. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's kind of a weird space for, for best original song to have two come from a single movie. It's, have we ever yep, had that yep. before ever um a couple of disney movies um i think we actually had a time when like three were from the same disney movie like and in... yeah, i was i was gonna say it's if if yeah. it ever happened it would have been something like that but yeah it doesn't yeah. doesn't come to mind off the top yeah. of my head it happens it happens it happens like a fair amount especially if they're if it is a if it's a year with not a lot of musicals um yeah, yeah. So like, and then sometimes there's only three songs nominated and two of them are from the same, same thing. So it's, I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, anyway, it's, yeah. 
Yep. Anyway, Barbie, we liked it. Um, I'm glad it's nominated and I'm excited to see what Greta Derwood does next. Well, uh, yeah, there's there's less mystery about that. Uh, that's that's actually out there. She's, I think, yep. already working on it. Um, you know, it's not it's not done. You can't watch it yet. No, but, no, no. Um, no, I'm I'm curious to see where that goes. So. All right, and that takes us to... I had you guys stuck with babysitting duty this year. How'd you manage that? Oh, I don't know. I suppose I failed someone who richly deserved it. Oh, the Osgood kid? Rich and dumb. Popular combination around here. It's a plague. Uh, and you? You'll be here too? I'll buy my lonesome. The Holdovers, which is the second of three movies that came out last year about a balding guy, a balding academic type trying to write a book. Um, the one not nominated is Dream Scenario with Nick Nicholas Cage. But so this is about mm. Paul Giamatti. Um, and he is a he, he's not a professor, but he is a teacher at a prestigious boys school mm-hmm. um, somewhere in New England. And he is stuck having to stay there for Christmas break with a few students um, during that time. And they make the best out of a bad situation, I guess, is the simplest way of putting it. Well, yeah. Um, and and from there, it's like, OK, you can you can kind of see where most of the beats are going to go. It's it's yep. not it's it's not anything you haven't seen before. It's like, oh, they they learn things about each other and to appreciate each other and and stuff happens over the course of it and so, okay i actually i did really enjoy this i i had a good time watching it there's yeah. some, some really good performances and 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 nominations in in acting categories from the academy so uh, yep. good on them yep but i yeah I, I i do feel like i've seen movies like this a lot in the past i i can't name any you know, mm-hmm. no, no one springs to mind it's like okay mm-hmm. yeah i I've, I've seen this story it's fairly predictable there are a few little surprises here and there in the details which you know there there would have to be like i'm curious how this would like pair with like dead poet society yeah um but uh like edge of 17 was something that kind of popped in my head during it although that's like much more modern Mm. um and uh you know at least uh dead poet society still has that kind of like vintage in the past feel although it's not the 70s i think that takes place in either the 50s or 60s but um but yeah for as for the holdovers like um it's it is probably like i'm not a christmas movie person but this is a movie i could see myself re-watching during christmas it's got a, a nice feel i really enjoy the character Characters. It's pretty funny. Um, I, I like Alexander Payne movies. I usually have. I don't know if I would pair this with Sideways, which was his other movie with Paul Giamatti. Hmm. Um, but uh, like, I, I it might pair well with Election, though. I'm kind of because that's definitely a, a very different um, student teacher relationship film. But uh, I am curious about that one now that I've said it out loud. Um, but like, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, not my vote for original screenplay, but it's uh, it is a good script. Um, and yeah, and so yeah, yeah. The uh, there was one line in it that absolutely put me in stitches, and I was really surprised how much it made me laugh. And at one point, a liquor store owner says, "Here you go, killer." To to Paul Giamatti, and I just ended up laughing <laughs> so hard at that for some reason. Huh. Yeah. I don't okay. know why it was just something about the delivery or at the moment at the time, but it just like hit me in a very, in a very big laugh. So yeah, no, that was, yeah. that was a great little kind of throwaway one liner, mm-hmm. but I mean, yep. it didn't, didn't hit me nearly that hard. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know why it did, but it did. Um, <laughs> yeah. It did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I dug it. I think it's a good, I think it's a good movie. Yeah. I don't think any of the movies nominated this year are 
bad per se, although there's like definitely one that is less good um, for me than, than the other ones. Well, but, yeah, uh, I, I have uh, you know, similar thoughts, although I'm certain it's a different movie. Uh-huh. Yes. Anyway. So yeah, uh, anybody, anybody else for, for holdovers? Uh, no, no, not really. Yeah. I mean, R for, for language, really nothing yeah. else. So I, I would have no compunction showing this to say a 14 year old. Nah, not at all. Yeah. Um, the age of the character, anyone who's the age of the characters in the movie, I think is yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, at one point I was trying to describe this movie to someone. They're like, oh, so this sounds like a movie long version of the Christmas scenes in every Harry Potter movie. And I'm like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> it's, it's, yep. it's got that kind of a vibe to it. So yep. absolutely. And I really liked how they made it look like seventies film stock. They did, uh, yeah, it, is, it is shot yeah. digital and they put it through so many filters, but they made it happen. And I'm real impressed with that. Yeah. Yeah. There were some, some neat little touches to you know, particularly make the movie look vintage. And it was, mm-hmm. was very effective, so. All right, okay, so that brings us to... Thinking who I got to beat in this horse race, that's all. I didn't realize this was a race. I don't care for watching horses. Well, I'm a different kind of horse. <laughs> what was that? Shomikasi. That's how you are. Killers of the Flower Moon. This is Martin Scorsese's new mm-hmm. over three hour epic about um, the this uh, based off of the popular true crime book um, about which is about the, you know, the founding of the FBI. Um, but instead of kind of focusing on that, because originally this movie was going to be kind of Jesse Plemons's FBI. Well, like pre FBI agent, mm-hmm. it was going to, it would have been his movie. They decided in uh, Martin uh, I mean, Scorsese instead decided to focus more on the Osage tribe that is affected in this. And I think that was a good move. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so this is this is about um, the the systematic taking over of land by by white men in the Osage territory, where they marry into the tribe and then essentially, you know, through one way or another, make sure members of the the tribe are killed in in some manner, be it out murder or through you know bad health stuff or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it is um, it's interesting because it has this kind of there's an organized crime aspect to it because there's definitely a choosing how to do things to it so that it makes sense that it's a Martin Scorsese movie in that regard. But at the same time, there is so much looking at the people affected by it that usually didn't happen in a Martin Scorsese movie. And so that's something I really enjoyed about this. And Paul Schrader said this thing about how it's very hard to you know, follow an idiot for over three hours. And that's how he was describing Mark, uh, uh, describing Leonardo DiCaprio's character. And he's, he's, he's not wrong. <laughs> um, he's not, he's really he's not, not wrong. Um, but the thing I found fascinating about DiCaprio's role is how, it's just how insidious white supremacy can be. Um, mm-hmm. And how the banality of evil can get to you in such a manner that you don't even realize. And so that was something that I found pretty, pretty profound and very, very, you know, apt in this day and age still. So that was something I really liked about it. Um, Lily Gladstone, um, I think should win best actress. I think she is the heart of the film. And although Robert De Niro, is, this might be the most evil I have ever seen Robert De Niro be. Yeah. I, I can't really disagree on either of those points. Um, so Lily Gladstone is not the main character. Oh we, no, not we, at all. We, no, we no. really do follow uh, DiCaprio's, DiCaprio's character through this movie. Yeah, yeah. But 
I mean, like like you said, she's at the the center of everything. Basically, everything that we see happen kind of happens around her. Right. We just sort of see it from DiCaprio's point of view. Yeah, no, I, my my biggest hang up for this was that mm. it's really stinking long. Yeah, and yeah, some some other movies that Martin Scorsese has made recently that are also really stinking long mm. didn't play as well for me personally. Which is not to say they're bad. Yeah, but. I was I was worried about am I gonna actually make it through this? So I uh, mm-hmm. I I watched this on streaming. It's yep. available on Apple TV Plus, and I did at a you know one or two points pause briefly, you know, like to go to the bathroom or something. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, apart from that, it it never really dragged. Like I was I was engaged the entire time, and it's like wow, this this is you know really impactful, and I. I'm glad that this story is is being told now. Yep. yep. Um and it has 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 been told before, you know, like like we've said, you know, this is based on a book and mm-hmm. it, there were there were news items and and other things around the time that this happened. Right. But it's, we we need to not forget. Absolutely. It's uh like do I do I wish a member of the Osage tribe had made this movie? Yes, of course. Um but the I'm still glad this movie got made. Yeah. So I think yeah. that that that's an important thing. And I uh and uh, given all this in mind, I think it's important that Tim and I do this from time to time when we do a land acknowledgement. Um mm-hmm. this seemed like a good excuse. So I record in the ancestral lands of the Duwamish, Suquamish, Cayuse, Umatia, and Walla Walla tribes. And Tim records in the land the ancestral lands of the Pueblos, Tigua, Piro, and Ute tribes. And these tribes have fostered and shepherded these various lands since time immemorial and are very much still here. So let us take a moment to honor them as we continue. Yeah. Uh, thank yeah. you. I think it's important for us to do that every so often. It anyway. is. I, yeah. I, I agree. And like, like you said, this is, this is a very apt time to do so. Exactly. Discussing this movie. So, yeah. All right. Uh, we're ready for the next one. Mm-hmm. All right, Tim, the other night I drift a nice continental drift divide mountains set in a line no. <laughs> he's not going for it nope <laughs> nope, nope all right okay <laughs> sorry uh. <laughs> holy vegas swears that she's on the top of the stairs every morning when she comes down to do the laundry making sure she's separating the whites and the darks <laughs> and our children are very jealous because they've never seen her i i I miss her terribly. Anyway, uh, so Maestro. Um, yeah, so this is uh, Bradley Cooper has made two movies, uh, has directed two movies about musical men with beards. This is the one that features both definitions of the word beard and has Carrie Mulligan as that beard. And mm. she is quite good in it. Um, and yeah. he is also quite good in it. The film itself is about Leonard Bernstein. If you didn't catch my REM joke a second ago. Yeah, this like there's things about it that I like, but you know, you talk about it first, Tim. Yeah, so um, this is you know, like like a lot of others. This is this is a a biopic about you know Leonard Bernstein and like so many other musical figures, the the arc of his his career and his life it feels very familiar. It's like we've seen things like this. That said, I thought this was well executed. I thought it very well captured sort of the the flavor of his his music and his his personality so yeah um 
I so Andrew, you're 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 gonna say some some things about this. You're you're gonna talk yeah, yeah. about how movies like this kind of you rub you the wrong way a little bit for mm-hmm. for reasons that that I I don't disagree with. Mm-hmm. I I don't at all. A lot of them do me as as well. But this this wasn't really one of them. Actually, I mm. I I enjoyed this. I I didn't feel like it it went too hard on on those particular aspects. Mm-hmm. I so I think it has a lot of biopic itis. I think it's really by the numbers in that regard. I will say it does do a very good job of formatting the or I don't know if formatting is the right word. Um, flowing the story in a manner that feels like a man recollecting because that's that is how it's set up i mean it is there's this frame narrative at the beginning of the end where he's he's talking about his wife and it kind of flows in such a manner that it feels like someone remembering something and and i like that and that's that's really good and it's got a really good production design and like i said the product the uh the um, performances are really good too um but at the same time i did kind of feel i feel like i left this knowing less about Leonard Bernstein than I expected I would like you know like that like I found that very interesting and yeah um this to me is like the most Oscar baby and the most like kind of stuffy <laughs> movie of the batch um so th- this is like the bottom movie for me in the ten okay okay um, yeah, I, I'll I'll, like, I'll I'll give you I'll give you that I I can't yeah. argue that this is the most awards bait of of the ones yeah. that are nominated by the Academy this year yeah. Um, at the same time, though, I say all that, but I don't think it's bad. I'm not mad I saw this movie in any way. Um, like, it's, I don't know. It's like, I think I would have rather May, December or 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 even um, Asteroid City to take to take its place in the in the 10. But, um, you know, that's, you know, that's neither here or there. But um, that's just, I don't know. That's just kind of how I felt. Uh, this was our my last movie I watched of the 10. Because like I, w- I went to go see Zone of Interest, and then the next day I sat down and watched this. Because and that was literally the day before the nominees were being announced. Because I was just like, all right, what are what are we looking at? And I was like, okay, we'll do this, and we'll we'll see what happens. And I will admit, the film has two amazing uses of Snoopy. Alex, who left? Who abandoned Snoopy in the vestibule? Who abandoned Snoopy? I mean, it's his desk. Yeah, I will. I will give it that, which was not something I I was expecting and i will admit the second use of snoopy may have undercut a scene a little bit but i still liked it <laughs> so yeah if you have not seen the movie i am not going to spoil the use of snoopy yeah i you're you're not wrong but i think that was kind of the point <laughs> uh-huh, no it totally is but it's at the same time i can't decide yeah. about another thing is like the the rem song i i quoted earlier um did not need to be in this movie um, I did find it kind of like, did we just do this to tell us it's the eighties now? Is that the only reason why we did this? Um, cause it seemed a little too on the nose, but, um, there's just some choices. Yeah, a little, like, little, little bit. There's just some choices that I'm like, Bradley, come on. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, great, great performances from, you know, the, the whole cast, um, yeah. you know, Sarah Silverman in a, in a handful of yeah. scenes in a supporting yep. role showing mm-hmm. some, some range, not doing her yep. usual comedic yep. shtick, yep. which is, yep. is, is, is is great because I I tired of that pretty quickly mm. to be honest. No, like yeah, I I enjoyed you know everyone in this is 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 really really going for it, but not not over the top. It 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 all blends very well, I I think so. Mm-hmm. No, no, it has like pretty good like it's a well made movie. I just like yeah. I, I mostly have script problems is really what it comes down to. Yeah. Okay, so, I'm curious how it would pair with Tar or any one of Ken Russell's composer movies like Mailer or um yeah, or Listamania um or something. Mm. I'm curious how that would work, but uh, 
yeah otherwise yeah you know this was you know it's not bad but i could have not seen it and would have been fine <laughs> yeah but i'm not well, mad i saw it if you know what i mean i'm so i i uh quick quick aside had yeah, uh, yeah. yeah i i sort of ended up going the other way in in mm-hmm. my only real attempt to read the tea leaves this year mm-hmm. i went and saw napoleon yeah uh, ahead of the nominees being announced it didn't get nominated mm-hmm. i'm a little bit mad that i saw it yeah well we both saw babylon last year trying to do the same thing so. yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm less mad about Napoleon than I was about Babylon. <laughs> yeah, it takes your you you takes you you takes your risks. Um, yep, yep, yep. Pays your money, takes your chances. Yep. Um. So yeah. No, I I I I hear you. I enjoyed this. I probably wouldn't have watched it if it hadn't been nominated. Yeah. You know, it it, it might have you know come across my radar, but yeah, I mm-hmm. would I have taken the time? Probably not. Yeah. But I did enjoy it. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So, okay, that brings us next to the other movie we've covered already and had a whole episode about, and that is... He wanted to be the man who moved the Earth. He talks about putting the nuclear genie back in the bottle. Well, I'm here to tell you that I know J. Robert Oppenheimer, if he could do it all over, he'd do it all the same. You know he's never once said that he regrets Hiroshima? He'd do it all over. Why? Because it made him the most important man who ever lived. Oppenheimer? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so uh, now that we are a little bit further away from it, how do you how do you feel about the movie now? Uh, I still actually feel really good overall about the movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's exceptionally well made. It is it is artistic, but never really inaccessible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know all all feels very very grounded. Uh, there there are some you know little bits of creative liberty taken yeah. that we we discussed on on the episode and right. know, that's that's all out there for for people to to read about and see totally elsewhere as well so no this this is this is really good it doesn't really have any particular flaws for me that that i can say it's it, it's it's long it's yeah. it's got that so it's 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 got its roughly three hour runtime and that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of movie but i really feel like it did earn it you know ap- after having come out of the movie it's like oh, okay yeah yeah, it does have a it has a couple of choices that I'm like, um, OK, um, but for the most part, like, I think my opinion for the movie has about, been about the same. I still like it. Um, this is the one I kind of expect to win. Um, I mean, it just yeah. won the BAFTAs um, yeah. as we were recording this. Um, this is what I expect to win. And we'll I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. But um, it is in my top three mm-hmm. um, of of the batch. And, 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 you know, it's like, it could win and I'm not going to be like mad about it at all. Um, like it and, and flower noon and flower moon are, you know, two of the three. And so it's, it's, I think Murphy does a great job. Um, Robert Downey Jr. does a great job. I think, um, actually pretty much all the performances are really good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. Florence like Pugh, Quaid, Emily Safdie, Blunt. Florence, Emily Blunt, like they're yeah. all good. Um, the, I really like that it still kind of has some kind of experimental stuff to it. I really enjoyed that. Um, it doesn't feel like it's three hours long and it's, you know, it brings in a lot of, it probably fascinated me as much as it terrifies me, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that I really dug. Um, and you know, when it comes to pairings, you know, you could pair it with just about anything we talked about already this this summer, uh, Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. With uh, any of those movies, um, although, Pretty much. Although I'm curious how well it would go with Forbit. Like that's um, as a guy yeah. who made a thing that got away from him. Like that's that's the theme I'm curious about. Yeah, like playing with yeah. there. Um, um, so I I think that's interesting in terms yeah. of the the text. 
Yeah, the, less yeah. so in the execution. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah they're very yeah, different like, movies. Yeah, they, they they are they are very very different movies. Um, yeah, uh, Colossus is it's it's of its time, Mm-mm. but even even given that, Oppenheimer is just a so much better made movie. Oh, totally. So yes. yeah, I I, yeah. I don't know. Um, I think I'd be more likely to to pair it with uh, uh, Day the Earth Stood Still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense too. Yeah. And you know, I think there's. I feel like there's a Frankenstein movie that you could pair it with, but I'm not sure which one. I'm trying to think of one yeah. where Victor is like really upset about what he did, but I don't really know if there are any. But uh, nonetheless, like yeah, uh, it happens I, I, sometimes, but yeah, I, I I don't know. It does, probably does not star Peter Cushing. I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, no, probably us, not. Usually, in all the ones he's in, he is the villain. So, anyway, um, but yeah, this is really good. Everyone else is really good. Um, yeah, no surprise yep. there. Um, yeah, this, uh, this, this could be, it's you. And that brings us to the, the other, the other, the third film in my top three. And that's. It's an inyon. If two strangers even walk by each other in the street and their clothes accidentally brush because it means there must've been something between them in their past lives. Past lives by Celine's song. Um, which is a story about, um, it explains this concept called Inyung about how like the people could have connections that um, could go past in their past lives. Like you may run into, like um, after I watched this movie, I accidentally ran into a guy leaving the bathroom of the theater. And then I was like, I just totally think, oh, did I know this guy? And like, <laughs> like way past than past. And uh, like, that was the thing I kind of kept thinking about. And that was something that I really enjoyed. And I have seen this one twice and I liked it more the second time. I mean, I liked it a lot to begin with when I left the theater that this should win original screenplay. And that has happened to me before. And I'm not, I may not be right this year, but I've definitely been right a few times. <laughs> like I walked out <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. I walked out of Little Miss Sunshine being like, well, that's going to be the one that wins the best original screenplay. Like I just, that one is a, is an award. I tend to have a, a better lock on, but the holdovers may upset that for this one. But, um, I really like this. This is the story of two people who knew each other as children and their connection throughout the decades. And then they meet, they kind of re-meet online and then meet again in person some 20 something years span, I believe. And yep. And she, they're, they're both in Korea early on. And then she moves to, to Canada and then eventually America. And so it's, it's looking at that, relationship throughout the that relationship and that connection um throughout the years yeah um so where where you and i disagree on this yeah i'd I'd be curious what yeah celine song herself has to say Mm -hmm. on on the subject uh i mean this is commonly billed as a romance i think it is not in the same way that most people usually think of romance this isn't you know like a, a romantic comedy there, there is sort of a romantic undercurrent, but it's not necessarily about romantic love. It's, it's, it is about that that connection and whether they have that or or not. Mm. And at, at different points, you know, one or the other of them isn't really sure or is very sure of one thing that the other isn't. But I mean, all all of that to me still makes it a romance. And I don't like that. <laughs> I, I, I. She signed off on them calling it a romance on the back of the box, so she might be fine with that. But I find that to be not the correct term, um, because and a lot of that is just the baggage associated with the term romance. Um, and to me, I would say like this is a story about a relationship. This is a story about a connection that two people have had over the years. Um, that is, you know, at 
you know, it's for the most part friendship. Um, and maybe there's something else that happens from time to time, but I wouldn't really go as far to call it a romance. I would, I don't know, like calling it a romance almost makes me feel like you could use that same logic on Barbie or even poor things. And that sort of bothers me to an extent, like depending on which character you're looking at. I mean, like, mm. um, so like that's, and that's, that's why I don't particularly like, like my wife and I, we bought the Blu-ray. We like, so we, we liked it so much. And then we looked on the, and they were like, why are they calling this a romance? Like we were both like this, this seems wrong um, because I feel like that makes people put it in a different light. Um, I would say it's just a comedy drama about humans, but no one rarely does a video store have a romance section. Um, maybe, I mean, Netflix probably does your streamer probably does, but yeah. those are usually, those are usually filled with like lifetime and pride and prejudice versions. But um, like, so I don't know, I have, I have a problem calling it a romance in so much that the term romance has so much baggage to it in that sense. I mean, like I got nothing against romance in it being a style of story, like the way a Shakespeare play can be a romance like that. Mm -hmm. um, but this isn't that either. So I don't know. That's, that's my problem with that particular concept there, but I really, really like this movie. Like, um, like I said, this was in my, this was in my top three. I really uh, think Greta um, could have been a best actress nominee except this year best actress is like super stacked i don't know if it's ever been as stacked as i've ever seen it i don't know i really liked it i've like i've already seen it twice i'm probably gonna watch it again in the near future because it just really really hit me um it kind of hit me in the way like like uh like moonlight kind of did um in how and that and that definitely has like some romance to it too but i don't know it's just like it hit me in a an emotional way that I rarely get from movies. So that was what I really dug about this. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I can kind of see that. Like I, I would not call Moonlight a romance per se. There Either. Are, it, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's, there, there are bits of that in it that there's, you know, yeah. a, a thread kind of through it, but it, that's, yeah. that's not the whole. No, not at all. It, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And that brings us to um, this year's. Understand me never lived outside God's house. What? So Bella's so much to discover, and your sad face makes me discover angry feelings for you. Right. There was actually a lot of Frankenstein riffs, actually, as it turns out. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. And not from this year. I mean, just currently in theaters, Lisa Frankenstein. But that anyway, we're going to talk about poor things. You know, I talked about this a little bit during our our end of the year episode a couple of episodes ago i there's a lot of mary shelley stuff to this mm -hmm. um like her like her keep in mind like there's a character called godwin which was literally her maiden name before she married percy um so like that's a part of it it's about putting the brain of someone into someone else um and there's there's a lot of lot of discourse about that that i totally understand but also don't like i don't mm, i don't know there's, there's there's things i understand about it but it doesn't ick me out like it does other people um because in my mind and i didn't talk about what i would pair with barbie because to me this is goth barbie uh yeah i i can't really argue with that that last bit specifically mm -hmm. the others i kind of have to chew on maybe mm -hmm. but um yeah, no, you're 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 not wrong. They have a, a lot of similar themes and ideas that they're they're kind of trying to explore. Um, mm -hmm. I this, almost this definitely does it in a very different way. Oh, way different way. Like I almost feel like this is like if Barbie is feminism one hundred and one, this is one hundred and two. 
or like I wouldn't even go 202 like it's like 135 or something like it's still very introductory it's still very much looking it's still very male gaze involved Um, but unlike Barbie I feel like it does a pretty good job of taking men to task about it so and I've actually not explained what this movie is Um, so uh, Poor Things is about Bella who is a new human in a lot of ways She has a young brain and a fully developed body, and that has its own problems. And it is about her adventures of discovering who she is and also contending with what is expected of her. Is that like the simplest way of describing it, I guess? Yeah, yeah, that's that's um, without getting into any of the very, very gory details. Yes. Yes. I don't know. This is. In my opinion, um, this is uh, the the filmmaker's funniest, well, most laugh out loud um, movie for for me. Like I laughed more at this than I had, say, the. I think The Lobster is technically a funnier movie in like an absurdity sort of way, um, but it's definitely funnier than The Favorite. Like that's that's a for sure. Um, Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's this was one of the movies where I found myself laughing quite a lot. I had a good audience. They also laughed a lot, too. So that probably helped. And uh but yeah, so like this, once again, it's not 100% a comedy. It's got funny bits. I probably would give up and shove it in sci-fi. Um, <laughs> um, and even then, that kind of feels like a surrender. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I no, I, I would say so we, we, we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, which of, of all of these movies is the most artsy. Um, yeah. See, yeah. Me, I, I would give up and put this in the art house section yes yeah yeah that's yeah it's yeah it's it's a lot of different things but then it's not really entirely any of them at its core it's i i i couldn't put this in drama i Mm -hmm. couldn't put this in in just science fiction because it's 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 a lot of things Yeah. yeah Yeah, I feel I feel I don't feel like it's right to put it in comedy either. Like I just no. like the conceit is enough for me to kind of put it like if you had a Frankenstein section, just put it with that. Um, but like or man-made monsters in general, I guess. But uh, yeah. I don't know it's kind of hard, and I kind of like that. I like things when when things are difficult to cal- to classify. This Emma Stone's qualifies. really good in this. Yeah, Emma Stone's really good in this. Willem Dafoe is really good in this. Um, uh, Mark Ruffalo is really funny in it, and his his character's arc is um one of the ones that i tell people to like kind of focus on when they're having problems with about this movie because not like i don't because i totally understand where they're coming from but like what makes me not have that same problem is what happens to his character and his arc so well yeah there there are not just his there's there's another another relationship but i don't want to get too spoilery is the Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. um yeah, no, there are there are there are problems with this movie, and then there are problems with this movie, and there mm-hmm. are any number of things that could totally put people off in completely different ways about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And so, that makes me like it a lot. But yeah. that's not for everybody, and I understand that. <laughs> it's not, and it's not really for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I appreciated a lot of you know what it was trying to to say or engage with the audience on. Yeah. Like that's that's cool. That's, that's interesting. Let's, let's have that dialogue and think about it, but it does it in, to me, a very off-putting way. Uh, and to a lot of people, a really off-putting way. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's, it's not a worthwhile piece of art, right? but it's really not for everybody. Um, and I've, mm-hmm. I've said this a, a couple of times already. I said it to, to you, Andrew, before we started mm-hmm. recording the, the list of people I might actually recommend this movie to who might actually enjoy it consists of 
you, Andrew, and maybe two or three other people. Mm -hmm. I definitely have people in my mind I would recommend this to, but it is also a small list as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I dug it. I dig its, uh, I like its production value. It's got kind of this like steampunk thing to it that I find really neat. Oh, no, yeah, there, there are lots of things that are, are interesting and, and yeah. you know, very high quality about it. You know, lots mm -hmm. of great performances and, and the mm -hmm. overall production design, like you said. But yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I said this was like the movie that if you want to have a bad relationship with your family, go see it with your family. And I and I stand by that. Yep. Um, Yep. Uh, yeah. Anyways, that, that's poor things. I I don't know what it, if it's going to go home with anything. Um, if I I since we've been you know since I, when I started doing this, it was five movies that got nominated. So every year I try to think about what would be the five that I think would be for sure. And I really only have four that would be for sure for me, and that's um, Oppenheimer, Killers, Past Lives, American Fiction, and then that fifth slot. I have a hard time really deciding which one I would put it in, but this one is not one I would put in that fifth slot. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I wouldn't either. Me myself personally, um, yep. I, I I do think it's interesting that it's it's mm -hmm. been recognized thus far by the Academy, but yeah, I I, I don't see it. You know, taking home Best Picture, uh, production design maybe it could happen. Yeah, but there's a there's a that's a pretty stiff one this year too. I think. It is, it is, but yeah. I, I think this definitely deserves to be in the running for that. So absolutely, yeah. Um, I guess it could be up. I think it's a dub for adapted screenplay, and it, that I could see that panning out. But that may also go. That's that's probably going to go to Oppenheimer. Yeah, so, costume yeah. design maybe. Costume design. Um, I, if not, if, I, I if, don't know. I'd, if, I'd have if, to. It look. would either be it'd be that or um, Napoleon. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah. So, so. Um, I think this might be up for makeup. I'm not sure. Um, I have the list. I can I can take a look real quick. It's costume design. Um, it, it is it is up for costume design, and let's see. It does appear. Where is makeup? Makeup and hairstyling. It is up for makeup and hairstyling mm. against against Maestro and Oppenheimer, and then uh, Society of the Snow and Golda. Um, I have not seen either of those, but um, yeah. okay. All right, let's get to our last movie. Um, speaking of things not for everybody, although. I'm going to say, this is the most disturbing PG-13 movie I have ever seen. This here is the Mauer from Lager. Yeah, yeah, that's the Lager Mauer. So we also have wine planted so that it grows so Zone of interest. Yeah. Um, and if you don't mind, Tim, I know I've been synopsizing all of these, but I'm very proud of my synopsis for this one. So No, please. Yeah. So this is a story about a family who have a very nice house with a nice garden and all the children are there and they're near a river so they can go swimming and everything like that. And the dad has this great job that allows him to have this wonderful house and he gets word that he's being transferred. And so there's a little bit of drama about what's going to happen with him at the house. And ultimately it gets figured out that the family can stay and he can go work where he needs to go work for a little bit. And oh, by the way, this guy is um, like the commandant of Auschwitz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah my and the cheeky the house, way of explaining this movie the is... house literally adjoins the camp it you you, yep. you see the wall we don't really see any of, of we what's don't see going inside on. really yeah. no like 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 almost at all you, you mm -hmm. see you know stuff kind of in the distance or it's like oh and 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 you hear quite a bit of of what's going on and it's but it's it's all you know very mundane while this mm -hmm. is going on, and that's yep. it's it's 
really unsettling. Yep. And, uh, and I talked about the banality of evil with Killers of the Flower Moon, which you could pair this with for that theme alone, um, but you're in for a bad day. You're going to be in for a bad day no matter what. But yeah. yeah. So the um, but the banality of evil is like a big focus on this and how we can normalize the evil things we do to other human beings all in the name of whatever. And that is, in the, well, you know, in both cases, racism, but, mm. you know. Um, but like, that's the, this is very artistically done. I think this, I, I have not seen everything in sound design, um, but this, this should win in my opinion, because the sound design is really what makes it disturbing. And I, yeah, yeah, like you could pair this with like, come and see or Schindler's list or, or any one of those things. Um, but it is not an easy watch. Still can't believe it's PG-13, but uh, which makes me feel like we need to have some middle school field trips. And it, it does mm-hmm. the thing that I feel like World War II movies need to focus on specifically right now. And that is Nazis are evil um, instead of America is awesome. Um, there's a time and place for America is awesome movies, but I'm glad we're, we have a Nazis are evil movie at the moment. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And so this is every year, Tim and I talk about the movies that we think every American should see. And we have three this year. <laughs> So yeah, so, and yeah. Be- be- between the two of us, we don't really have a a clear front runner. It's yeah, it's <laughs> but, it's it's weird. Yeah, so it's this Killers of the Flower Moon and Oppenheimer. Yeah, so movies that are not going to leave you in a good place after you're done, but um, still, I think important. But yeah, like uh, one of the things I really liked about this movie is that apparently the director decided to shoot the house sequences like a reality TV show, and yeah, it works. I have to hand it to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Having no real frame of reference there. Uh, not a fan of reality television. Yeah, I've, I've never. Did, no. Yeah, um, not a, at, at all. Like, not. Yeah. So I, I can't really give an honest comparison to, to that. Mm-hmm. But no, it's, it's, it's very effective the, the way that it is shot. So mm-hmm. it's got that going. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, Sandra Huller is in this as well. She was also mm-hmm. in um, Anatomy of Fall, and she is. She's really good. Um, everyone in this is really good at being fabulously evil. Um, not fabulous. There's nothing fun about their evil. Um, they're just no. evil. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so this one, this one is a tough recommend, but I do recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, yep. I would most likely pair it with uh, Jojo Rabbit from a few years yeah. ago, just to kind of cut the, uh, cut the taste a little bit. Yeah. And I think that would work because there's, there's the banality of evil stuff to that as well in a different way. Cause there's, you know, a lot of absurdity to that movie as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, a, no, I totally think that would work too. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. thoughts, favorites, thoughts. votes, what's, what's going to actually win. Yeah. So, okay. Um, for this is a really gr- good group of 10 movies. I will, I will say. Yeah, this. it um, is. Um, makes it really hard. Um, like I said, um, so I, I here's the thing. Like I sort of expect Oppenheimer to win, which I'm fine with. But at the same time, also feels like the least dangerous option, if you know what I mean. It's like the most expected thing at this point, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But a small part of me gets a little disappointed about it. It's like the time when Parasite won, you know, or when Moonlight mm. won. You know, yeah. it's like it's yeah. like you kind of you kind of live for that thrill for a, to a certain extent. But at the same time, though, I'm totally cool with Oppenheimer winning. Uh, I don't think Killers of the Flower Moon will win. There's a very good chance that if I was in the voting booth um, in the moment, I would pick Past Lives, if I'm going to be honest. Um, and I'm mm. not the only one who's put that who's ranked it as the top one. But um, yeah, uh, I expect Murphy to win. I expect um Robert Downey Jr. win. I also kind of think Lily Gladstone should and will win. 
Um, but there, there's potential upsets from there. Yeah. Um, you know, supporting actress, I think is going to go to divine in the holdovers. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. Seems, yeah. seems likely. Um, yep. I haven't quite covered all of those yet myself. And I'm mm. not sure at this point if I will before the night. No, I, I'm, I'm with you on, on Oppenheimer. Um, mm -hmm. Like, like you said, it is, I think the most likely, mm -hmm. which, which means it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, we're sort of going through the motions at this point, yeah. but I mean, it's also the one I would vote for out of these. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, I mean, there's just, a really good chance I'd yeah. vote for it too. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, ab absent any, any of the, you know, buzz in, in, in the zeitgeist about it. Mm -hmm. it's, this this is probably the one I would vote for. I'm mm -hmm. I'm glad that yeah, movies like Killers of the Flower Moon are part of the conversation and are up for other awards, which means we're we're likely to see them get some some additional recognition over the night. Uh, I hope so, at least. Yep. So um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure I would call Oppenheimer my favorite. It's it's what yeah. I would probably vote for, but um, you know, movies that I enjoyed the most, um, I. I really enjoyed the holdovers. That was a mm -hmm. lot of fun. Uh, American fiction. Yeah, I really enjoyed that too. Yeah, yeah. It would be. Um, it would be my favorite. Would be between American fiction and past lives. I think, um, or at least those are the. You know, I have watched both of them. I've rewatched both of those, so there's a really <laughs> good chance I will rewatch them again. Whereas, like Oppenheimer, it's gonna. I will rewatch Oppenheimer, but it's it's gonna take. It's going to take some time. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I told myself I wanted to actually do the Barbenheimer double feature. <laughs> now that you can do it more easily, but I haven't done it yet. So maybe, maybe in the summer. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm not in a hurry. Mm -hmm. like there's, there's a good chance that you know at some point in the future I will watch each of those movies again. They may yeah. not be in any sort of proximity to each other. Right. Yep. I, uh, I like the idea of ten years from now. Um, there being like a a Barbenheimer Criterion edition that is just a a a double feature of the film mm -hmm. in one big file. Um, mm -hmm. So with 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 um with uh, era trailers in between, um, but thematic <laughs> ones that that you know that work, and then yeah, have yeah. a commentary of uh, have a commentary with Greta Gerwig and Christopher Nolan sitting there watching it together, <laughs> like. Um, and them going like talking with each other about the experience and just the general zeitgeist thing. Now so, that I would totally watch. Exactly, I think that would be really cool. But um, will probably never happen. But probably um, not. One can dream. So, but uh, yeah, that's that's where we are for now. And uh, awards night is uh, just shy of three weeks away as we mm -hmm. record this. Guess we'll see what happens. Guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. And uh, of of course we'll uh, we'll be online during giving some little bits of commentary and, and thoughts as per usual. So watch for that. Yep. But until then, that's our show. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. I must go punch that baby. <laughs>